Hello. Hi. Hi. So I found you through your friend Olivia, um, who suggested that I talk to you because she was like, Abriana and you are going to get along and she will be so perfect for this. So that's how I found you. That's amazing. I love, I love it. Instagram. And then I went through your Instagram and I was like, oh, this girl is funny. Because I was cracking up at your captions. Yeah, you're like, I know. You are so loud about your body on the internet um, and how you've been able to get there and your journey. And I think people who don't live in fat bodies don't understand the oppression that fat bodies face every single day. Yeah, that's the thing that people that are, you know, thinner haven't had to understand kind right. of what it's like to live in a, you know, not like traditionally widely accepted beautiful body. Like they don't really understand how it like kind of seeps its way into every aspect of your life and how you react to people and situations uh -huh. and how something as simple as going into a changing room like just brings you back to the gym changing rooms and you know you just like have to sit down because you're having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And I think like if people knew that, if they understood that and if we talked about it more, perhaps people wouldn't put us through the hell that they did. I would like to hope and think. I think, I mean, like there's definitely a lack of empathy surrounding fat bodies for sure. There absolutely is. And that's something that I think if we were to talk about it more, if teachers were to talk about it in their classes and bring that up as a thing, like in health class when they're like, yeah, well, you know, just because you eat a certain way doesn't mean you're going to look a certain way and such and such and whatnot. But I don't know, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I would like to see things change because I, I hate knowing that because my mom, my mom's an English teacher and she taught me all throughout high school. And I hate knowing that she has girls who are going through the exact same thing that I am. And it's just kind of like, how? Teaching about it. That's so important because I think that that's the way that we can like unveil this this hidden shame, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, there's so much shame. There's so much, we're supposed to be, we're told our whole lives to be quiet about it, right? Like mm -hmm. you look that way. Don't be loud about it because no one wants to see bodies like that. Like this is an embarrassing thing that you have to deal with it, behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's like, I think now I find so much power in being loud about it because uh -huh. I've had to be so quiet about it for so long. I think sometimes some people think I'm going a bit overboard because mm -hmm. I do call myself, like I am a fat person. I don't say it in a derogatory way. And you can tell when someone, there's just different intonations when someone's calling yeah. you fat as in you're bad fat versus good fat or whatever, you know, there should be no bad or good. It's just fat. So, you know, I'll tell people, oh, like as a fat girl, this is harder for me. And they're like, why are you calling yourself fat? And I'm like, well, because I am, I'm, I'm fat. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing like inherently bad about that and I'm sorry that you still feel like that and it's not their fault obviously mm. you know if they haven't had to do all the reading all the self-reflection and um kind of all the digging deep to understand why you have those feelings about yourself mm -hmm. so I would love I would love to you know have like this mass education and enlightenment on different body types and I think we're getting there slowly but surely but I mean still in this industry like there's one widely regaled curvy body type yep and people think oh this is progress and it's like well I don't feel represented right. I look at these girls Instagrams and I want to cry because they are going to book the work that I'm not because they look that way and I don't and right. I they don't represent the large population of the fat population like they don't right. it's, I, I experience this a lot too like even my friends will be like look how cool like this campaign included a, a plus size body right and it's like okay out of 15 girls they included one 
slightly overweight girl and they're calling it a wrap, you know, like, yeah. And, and also, yeah, exactly. You did your job, but also like, I don't think that my friends or people, general society understand how new of a concept it concept it is to include plus size and curve models in campaign. But I guess it's like, we have to start somewhere. And I hope that by 2040, we'll be seeing a lot more of it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping because I mean, lately for me, I've been having this issue. And I mean, I live in Canada and we are so far behind in the body diversity or diversity period point blank with our industry. You know, there's these stores that's not close in my size, a size 18, but I am too big to model for them. Right. And that blows my, that blows my mind. I don't understand that, that concept whatsoever. It's like, if I can fit into your clothes and you make clothes for my size, why am I, you know, after the casting process? Like I don't, I really think that it's this idea of like putting the fat people in the back. Like let's hide them. Let's hide them. We don't, we don't want people to know that about us. Like God forbid people know, you know? Yeah. It's like, they want to showcase the fat people that are avid runners every morning Mm -hmm. and, you know, only drink smoothies three times a day. And which is, you know, for some people that's great, but like, it's not indicative of the general population. So I just, it's re- and I, I agree with you it is really kind of hiding the shameful fatter bodies in the back and it's like we have normal lives yeah we do everything that normal people do we're just yeah. not like we, yeah. we date we have jobs we have ideas and thoughts we're writers we're actors we're models we're we're talk show hosts like we're everything so I just like I don't know you're always a fat person behind everything that's being done like there has to be like statistically speaking there is I just don't understand why we can't be showcased right 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 so I know that you had written like an you wrote an essay right recently about your body do you want to tell me about that yeah so I wrote it for um models that eat we've been working together for a while and then one night I don't know I just had a lifting of the veil emotions just sliding down like hair mask in face mask on tears streaming down my face and I just started writing and yeah I don't even know exactly what to say but it was just kind of really how I feel about my body sometimes and I wouldn't say it's how I feel about it all the time like sometimes I feel so so empowered when I look in the mirror and other times I'm like again I wake up like this like really this is what I have to deal with and I hate you know I wish I could say like oh every day it's so easy and it's so you know, it's not complicated. Self-love is so easy, but mm-hmm. it's not. I think it's more like self-respect mm-hmm. and then maybe self-love eventually, I hope, but it's not an everyday thing where I'm like, I am that bitch. It's right. more like a, you know, like maybe five is the business days of the week. <laughs> like, right. Well, absolutely. I think there's like a big difference between like self-acceptance versus self-love. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I, I think that self-love that is like, that's the goal. And I don't think that like I'm there in my journey yet. I think that that's like the journey that I'm trying to achieve at some point, but it's that idea of like, let me just at least accept that this is the way I look and just, and just know that this is who I am and okay, let's take on the world today, but I'm going to accept the fact that this is my body. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you're doing everything that you can, how could you be mad at yourself? You're doing everything that you can with what you were given. So Do you want to talk about like what was what was the meat of that essay? Basically, it was more so kind of to do with what people perceive as being good fat. Mm-hmm. And I had this kind of weird formative time in my life where I was like, well, I'm not going to stop being fat. This is my body type. So I may as well just become really, really pretty, mm-hmm. like to make up for the fact that I'm a fat person. So I have done 
I spent thousands of dollars on skincare, like devices, facials, things like this. And I'm like, well, as long as I, you know, spend all this money on skincare and make sure my makeup's always perfect and my brows and my eyelashes and all this shit, like it's like, therefore it rectifies with the rest of my body and therefore it's fine that I'm fat, right? Like it shouldn't, like obviously it should be fine anyways, but I've, you know, really tried to get out of this mindset recently, but like, you know, I'll have people over to my house and I'll make sure they see my fridge has like, you know, lemons, limes, apples, kale, spinach. And it's like, Hey, like I'm fat, but I also eat really healthy. So please respect me. Cause the only way I can respect myself is if you respect me. It, it, it was just kind of really talking about that. Cause it's really hard to be around people and feel like if I eat a pizza piece of pizza in front of you, I'm going to think about what you thought about that for the next two months. Mm-hmm. So I have to eat a salad around you and I have to make sure like it has like a vinaigrette dressing. So you don't think I'm one of those fat people that can only eat salads if they're drowned in fat, fatty dressing and shit like that. And it's like, it's so exhausting. It's like, it's making me age. I swear to God, mm-hmm. it's so exhausting. And sometimes like, I am so up here all the time. And I know, I know it's because I've had to worry so much about every moment and every step of every day while being fat. It's not, you know, it's not easy living in this body. It's not, it's not that it's actually physically taxing or health taxing or not that I should have to say, Oh, I'm an extremely healthy person, but it's not that that's causing me stress. It's the way that other people perceive me that causes me stress. And you know, it's so easy to say, well, just don't care about what other people think. And it's like, well, when other people affect your work, and your love life and your personal relationships it's easier said than done and that is that's exhausting right because you're always having to think about everybody else's perception of you at all times exhausting Mm -hmm. you always have to be like always in your mind the next step ahead like it's kind of managing the downsides like how can i ensure that i'm 10 steps ahead so therefore no one can see me slipping you know and it's like also you shouldn't have to be healthy for someone to respect you if i don't work out if i sit on my ass if i eat things that are not deemed healthy because that's also like that's a classism thing too because like it's like what people have access to so i don't know it's just it's it's a whole i mean yeah fat phobia is totally wrapped up in classism of course but it's just kind of like i don't know there's just so many things and people think it's well it's just one thing that we need to we need to start treating you know, nice looking fat people with respect. And it's like, there's this huge, huge mound of shit that goes with it. Yeah. What you were saying about the 10 steps ahead. I talked about this in one of my other episodes, but it's this idea of impression management, constantly having to manage people's impression of you at all times. And Mm -hmm. I think that this goes for like, this is something that probably a lot of oppressed people can relate to, whether it's with sexuality or with race or body size like it's constantly having to surveil yourself and making sure that you are 10 steps ahead of everybody else so that they can't project whatever insecurities or whatever um ideas they have about you onto you and you need to make sure that you can do that ahead before they they do that right and it is important to know that a lot of what we receive as fat people is a projection like when i've learned the way other women treat me who are smaller than me it's an insecurity thing. Like they don't understand how me at my size can feel so good about what I have to offer. And I learned that I think a lot in college. Mm -hmm. Um, I would hear, you know, you'd hear girls say, Oh, well, you're so confident, but it would be dripping in something a bit nefarious. And you're like, well, why wouldn't I be? And I hate the, Oh my God, you're just posting pictures in your bikini. Good for you. Like, why, why is that good for me? I don't say that to you. Or the idea of like, you're so brave. I'm so brave. 
I'm so brave. Really? Like it's brave for me to be in my body. And that's just adds, it really just adds more stigma to it when you're telling me, oh, you're so brave. It's like, brave for what? Girl, brave for what? I don't have any underlying health issues. Like, yeah, I could see that you say that to someone who has to wake up every morning with a disease who's like continuing to live it in a really difficult way. But my way, I'm fine. I'm fine, girl. Like, I'm fine. So I don't know why you're so stressed about me. Right. Yeah. And that idea, too, like you said, like, you're so confident. You're so confident. And, and it, what it implies is that I shouldn't be, right? Because. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tragedy. And I think, like, women especially, we have kind of the onus, I think, does fall on us because I, I don't, I don't, I don't count on men for anything anymore. <laughs> like, I really don't, especially when it comes to body stuff. Yeah. So I, when other, you know, like smaller women are doing that to you, I'm just kind of like, well, you're not really helping right now. And I know you think you are, but in school, like, were you, do you feel like you were bullied or like, where did, like, where did all of, I guess your confidence and also this idea of like being loud about your body, like, where did that come from? I am um, in high school. That was the worst time of my life. And now I, thinking back, I am so, so grateful. I really do think like that diamonds are forged through fire, which really pisses me off that I have to say that. I feel like people should be able to go to high school and have the same education as everyone else, but I dropped out. Mm. I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. Like the things that the girls would do to me in the changing rooms, the things that the boys would do to me, you know, like, and just like really inappropriate things like, oh, like, let's see, you can fuck the fat girl first. Just mm. really... And I, I, I was never a quiet person. Like that's never been my thing. I've always been a performer in some way. So like having to feel shame, not only about my body, but about the fact that I'm still loud while living in this body was, it was really tough. And I still like really hold a lot of the scars from high school. I do think it made me funny as hell though. So I will say that I have to say thank you to, you know, one girl in specific, cause she really like, she made me funny. Like, honestly, I probably should send her a check or something, but that being said, and she knows who she is. She's going to watch this and be like, <laughs> and you were saying like women are responsible for fixing this problem. Yeah. How do you, how do you mean that? Because I kind of, I agree too, right? Like we can't rely on men to fix this, even though they are very much a source of yeah. all of this. And I mean, like, obviously, like, body positivity is a thing for all people, regardless of, of gender, for sure. Like, it absolutely is. Right. But I feel like specifically when I'm talking about, like, dealing specifically with fat women, mm -hmm. um, it is a thing that I think that smaller women need to really be there for us with. Because mm. I kind of noticed that none of this started mattering until girls started wanting to impress boys. Like I think it was going from grade six to grade seven was when people started being really, really, really mean to me about my size. And it's not so much that the guys are doing it. It's the girls want to, you know, be the more desirable person, which is a whole other thing. And I think it starts with our mothers. Mm -hmm. And I think it starts with what we're seeing, right? It starts with our mothers, you know, comparing us to other girls and, you know, comparing themselves to other mothers and so on and so forth. And you see it, it starts in the home. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we just have like this really like, it's a responsibility because you don't, I would never, I, and I don't want to have kids because I can't imagine having a daughter and having her go through what I did. Right. Um, and yes, I came out on the other side, but not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to be able to deal with things the same way. And that's not on them. That's not their fault. I was just lucky that the exact situation that I was put in with the exact kind of coping mechanisms that I had at the time led me to this, but I, not everyone's going to be able to do that. So you said like skinny women need to support the cause. Yeah. 
and and I guess one one important way to do that is like through education, being exposed to these types of stories and understanding why it's important and what the fundamental differences are in the world as we navigate the world in fat bodies. Like it it, it all comes back to education always, um, and that empathy factor too, which you mentioned of just like being able to recognize other people's experiences and feeling for them. And I think you're right, like skinny women need to be allies in this yeah. fight because we, everybody needs allies. All oppressed people need allies. And like, that's, that's who our allies need to be. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think if it's even just like when you're having one of those thoughts where you know that they're like fat phobic or whatever, just checking yourself and being like, okay, so why do I feel like this? Mm-hmm. And if not, I understand like, no, no person is born woke. No person is born utterly educated. And like, I have plenty of friends who have held some very, you know, fat phobic beliefs in the past, but it's like, sometimes it's just getting to know a fat person. Yeah. Like, I guess that it's not, the onus is not me on me to educate other people, but it's like, it's not doing me any harm, honestly. Like, and if it's going to make my life surrounded more so with allies than what I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. And I, I think like, yeah, it's just really kind of being like, okay, let me take a step back. Why do I feel like this? Where did this start happening? Why is this thought maybe not the best way for my mind to be working right now mm-hmm. or the route that I should be going? You know, mm-hmm. it's not, I, I really don't believe that education should be something where you're shamed and beating yourself up because it's not like how, how is, you know, a little thin girl who's had her mother tell her the whole, whole entire life that she's worth so much because she's thin, how is she not going to have some kind of distaste or disdain towards a fat body? So it's kind of like unlearning that, and which is really hard when you're, what, 24, 25, and you're trying to figure out, I've been put on this pedestal my whole entire life because I'm thin. How can I figure out a way to bring my mind in, the, in a kind of an area where I see everyone on the same pedestal? Right. I don't know. The other day I had, I had someone over and I was just thinking like, fuck, I'm cool. Like this guy's so hot. I'm so cool. Like I was like, and I'm, I, I graduated acting school. I was like, God damn it. I'm so cool. But no one would ever fucking believe it because I'm fat. So it's like the only people that know are my landlords who have a door next to me and they see me bring people over and they're like, good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I know. And it's like that idea of like, all that coolness, all that, all that praise gets swept aside because of your body. And, and it's like, you kind of almost crave the praise then. Like I think when I, I was know. in college with some of my teachers, I'd be like, <laughs> you know that I'm like a really cool, like sexy, funny fat girl, right? Like, <laughs> you know that, right? Okay, good. Just wanted to check. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's that chasing of approval because we've yeah. been disapproved our entire lives. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. <laughs> It is that. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like because of your body, you make sure that people recognize you for other things outside of your body? And like, are you like very vocal about those other things? I think in acting specifically, I've always kind of made sure people know I can do drama and I can do romance and I try and stay away from comedy because I never really want to veer into that. Well, I can do it because it's just something I can. I really want to be known as someone who's more than just I don't know like a cliche joke yeah 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 god that's so you know it's so interesting because I wonder if you were in a thin body if you would be okay with being in comedy and oh, if, absolutely absolutely right? that's such a shame that is such a shame because it's like you have to protect that 
image of yourself so that you don't fall into that trope of like the funny fat girl. Like you can't be who you fully want to be because of other people's perceptions of what it is that you're doing. It's kind of tragic, actually. It's like, there's yeah. so many things I would love to do or f- be able to, sometimes I try not to even be too funny or too loud. Cause I don't want to look like I'm like fat girls trying to get attention because they're, I, you know, it's just kind of I like, know. what can I do comfortably, realistically speaking, without you thinking that I'm doing this for attention or just looking at me and being like, oh, she's a Rebel Wilson type. She's a Melissa McCarthy type. And I'm like, no, Rebel Wilson's Rebel Wilson. Melissa McCarthy's Melissa McCarthy. Both mm-hmm. amazingly talented women, but just because they're bigger women in the same industry, that does not mean that I equate to them or they equate to me. Like, they are extremely accomplished women. Like, even to say that, kind of unfair to them. Like, right. So, right. yeah. Like, if you say, if somebody says to you, right, like, oh, just go for it. Why? Don't worry about what other people have to think about you. But it's like, I, I know that I can just go for it, but when I do just go for it, I'm faced with all of those hesitances that I was anticipating, just like I, I knew it. I knew that this would be the outcome, right? Like, I can't just go for it because I have to be very strategic about the way that I have to go for it because I have to build, I have to build a story for people to follow in order to reach my goals. <laughs> it's like when people are like trying to figure out a crime and they have like the red dots yeah. and the red strips connecting each other, but it is. And then, and then once you do go for it, you have to deal with the weeks or the months laying in bed, remembering that one thing you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, I didn't that was do that part. I didn't do yes. that part. Right. Yes. Yes. And you're like, oh, if I just done this differently, like, what are they thinking of me right now? It's almost like we are trailblazing for the younger girls who, because you know what? For me, when I was 15, 16, sitting at home, skipping school because I couldn't deal with it, I think it might have been 17-ish, I saw Barbie Ferreira on Tumblr. And while she was a lot smaller than me, this was like her American apparel days, I just remember thinking like, she's got hips, like she's like, she's got this body that while it's not my body, I can relate to it more than anything else I've ever seen. I was like, and I, you know, I kind of had brown hair at the time. And I was like, I kind of look like her. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I could do this. Mm-hmm. And now that we're seeing more, you know, curvy bodies to be showcasing other kinds of them will do so much more good than it could ever do harm. I'm in the same camp as you. And like, that's why I'm doing all of this. It's this ode to like the little girls of the world to just know that it's okay to look that way because like you said, like with the Barbie example, like just not like when I saw Ashley Graham for the first time, I was like, I'm obsessed with this bitch because I'm just seeing that like she is on the, the front page of whatever magazine I'm seeing that her body is on display on the internet. Like she opened up my eyes to a whole world that I can have because I saw yeah. her. Right. I really feel like now when I look at Ashley Graham, I love her because she was, she really did a lot for the curvy community. Now I'm just kind of like, all right, now let's start showcasing bigger bodies, like people who aren't working out, you know, five days a week, two hours a day. You know what I mean? Which is so great for her. And like, this is not me dissing her at all, but I just really want to see like, you know, the people who have to work nine to fives who don't get a workout and they're only working out is, you know, walking to work and stuff like that. You know, I have so much faith and I have so much hope for the future because I had no idea that things would be this good when I was 24. And like, as much as I'd like to, you know, say, you know, things have a long way to go, but they still have come a long way. And my life personally, and I feel like is a testament to that. So I have, I just have a lot of hope for the future. I've really seen things getting better and yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Well, 
thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of your stories and for enlightening me and for being hilarious always. Thank you so much for talking thank with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's really good to speak with other women who experience these things because it's like, like we were saying, like we're not alone and it's, it's yeah. real. It exists. It happens. Like we're living, it's an everyday lived experience, but yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's been really nice. I love doing this. I really do. So. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, thank you again. And I'm so excited to see more of everything that you put out into the world. I'm tuned in. Thank you so much. And me to you too. Like I want some of that holla. Like I really do. I'm like, I need to, I need to overnight myself to New York. When it's I know. I got to get you some holla. One day we're going to do a holla exchange. That would be amazing and iconic. And then you need to come to Toronto and yep. we'll meet up at G Beauty and <laughs> get a facial or something. Exactly. Exactly. Good. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so, you're so nice to meet you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.